Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So is your specialty in oncology or do you monitor a lot of different things? Um, so my specialty right now is in medical device where I'm working Ooh, right now. Okay. Yes. So where I was um, CRO wise as a study manager, I was in endocrine studies, which were both therapeutic and device. Um, and then at the site level when I was a CRC or clinical research coordinator, um, I did oncology and non-oncology, both drug and device. Um, and more recently, I made the switch to a sponsor level who has um, pretty much only device studies going on. Okay. So which do you like better? Um, I have to say I really enjoy device, but I also really do miss learning about the cutting edge medications that are coming out. Um, I think it's just a balance if you, um, you have to kind of pick and choose. I've never really worked with a um, CRA that did both um, drug and device. So I think it's kind of dependent upon what works best for you. Mm -hmm. um, at this time, because I just started device, I can't say much, but I, I think that um, both you learn a lot from, you know, you learn regulatory is very different for device than it is for drug. Um, and so there's the added benefit of, of learning that side of things if you haven't really done any work in the device industry. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of jobs for hiring for medical device and they specifically want people with, you know, a few years of medical device experience. Mm -hmm. So it definitely seems like a very different thing. And um, yeah, definitely at the CROs that I know, they have their own unit um, and the CRO that I work for too. Um, they have their own unit dedicated to devices. So right. that's, that's cool. Um, all right. So switching gears now to, um, and yeah, how long were you a study coordinator for? Um, so I was a study coordinator for about a year and five months. So oh. a year and a half almost. Yep. I okay. more recently made the switch. Okay. All right. Um, and so you mentioned before, so you've been at the site level, you've been at the CRO level, and I guess you've recently been at the sponsor level as well. Mm -hmm. What what level do you like the best? And can you describe a little bit to the listeners, like, I guess what the difference is between the different levels? Because a lot of people are brand new to clinical research and don't really know much, like have never had any experience, so. Right. Um, so I would say that, the, I, I would have to say, I think I really enjoy being on the sponsor level. Um, I guess it depends on which sponsor you work for because the sponsor I work for doesn't use a CRO to run the studies. Um, thus, I'm directly working under the sponsor. Um, a lot okay. of CRAs work under the CRO and then the CRO is basically what gets contracted, the CRO and the sponsor have a contract and the CRAs represent the sponsor studies. Um, 
So I really enjoy being on the sponsor side because you really get to see the ins and outs of the protocol development and you get to work with the people who directly are making these devices, the engineers, um, you get to work with the, you know, principal scientists, you get to work with everyone directly. Um, The CRO is basically an organization that the sponsor contracts to do a lot of the work if they don't have the in-house manpower to do to do monitoring or site management and all of those things Mm -hmm. um i enjoy doing that as well but um i think that i would still pick the sponsor level and the um basically as a site i really enjoyed doing that short term i don't think that i would ever have stayed there long term i think a year and a half was enough for me Uh um to really learn everything and i think that's true if you um so a lot of people have asked me this um who are interested into getting um more experience how long do you have to be a coordinator to really um, be a good coordinator and i think that if you work really hard you just need about a year and a half yeah i think that's probably safe for a lot of the um positions in clinical research at least like the the ones you can get your foot in the door on Right. Um, I remember my manager told me for my first position, she said it was going to take a year before I would feel like really comfortable. And I was like, no way is it going to take a year. But she was right. Yeah. <laughs> she was right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, okay. And then, so that's actually really cool that your sponsor actually runs the trials as well. Because, um, you know, being on the CRO side, you got to ask the sponsor for everything. As mm-hmm. you know, they're the final say so and everything, and you got to direct all that mail and attention to them, and then relay that to the rest of the CRO team, and then relay that again to the sites. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that's pretty cool having everything kind of in house on the sponsor side, um, and probably makes decisions go by faster, right? Yes, um, definitely. So. Um, I remember when I was on the CRO side, there was a lot of back and forth. You know, you would have weekly meetings with the sponsor and the sponsor, you know, if you asked any questions, the sponsor would have to have their own internal meeting to send you the information of, about their decisions. Then we, you would get that information and then you would have an internal meeting with all of your team and then make a decision about how to approach. Do you have to go back to the sponsor and say something needs to be tweaked or are we all set to, you know, relay the information to the sites and then you would go to the sites and then you know from there the sites may push back on a new you know decision or they may agree Um, but a lot of internal meetings separately instead of everyone being kind of together Um, on the sponsor level it's not like that if there's a question or a clarification needs to be sent to these sites um, it's pretty quick you know Um, it doesn't take that long because everyone is pretty much in-house on the sponsor side there's you know um, there's three CRAs um, that are helping out with the study, one that travels for the study, and then the others, they kind of do some of the extra work that needs to be done. Um, and then everyone is very accessible. So um, that's one benefit of working with the sponsor as a CRA. Okay, so you said there's only one traveling CRA? Yep, so for every study, um, there is one CRA that does the traveling. Um, hmm. So. It could be, you know, um, if there's five sites, then you handle the five sites for the study. Um, And everyone takes, you know, depending on the study, a different CRA is appointed to do the traveling. So it it is beneficial because you get to really focus on um, 
particular studies instead of being spread thin, um, which is helpful. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Okay. I've never heard that before. Um, so are you doing the, are you the traveling CRA for that, for these protocols yet or? Yep. Yep. So for right now, so I've been there for about a month now and, um, I'm now on four studies and I will be traveling for all four studies. Oh, wow. And then, okay. So you're not going to be doing any of the, I guess the other people are like in-house CRAs that kind of do that. Yeah. So they do. So. Um, my position is up to 50% travel, which is actually not bad compared to other entry-level CRA positions, which you will very easily see, you know, 75, 80%, um, depending uh -huh. on where you work for. Um, I really like the 50% because I get to be in-house also, you know, I get to be in the office at least for half of the time. Yeah. Um, again, I work... I'm the direct contact with the site. So whereas the other um, CRAs that are considered in-house, they pretty much do a lot of the documentation paperwork um, for the study, but they are not the primary contact. So my day-to-day -day tasks involve taking care of the sites and making sure everything is um, being done correctly. Okay. So do you have to worry about submitting documents to the TMF or you just collect them and hand them um, off? So I collect them and then I file them in our ETMF. Um, okay. But the in-house is, they're the ones who will go ahead and print them out and then file them into like, cause we have a paper um, version of it as well. So oh, okay. they, they'll file it into that. Um, and they kind of help um, remind me if there's something that they realize I need when I'm when I'm going off to the site. So if they realize there's something that needs to be collected that um, we had not discussed about collecting before, then they serve as that um, reminder as well. Okay, cool. So do you, do you like that setup? I mean, I know you're, you're fairly new in it, but as opposed to the CRO, mm -hmm. I don't see, I don't know if it's a fair comparison to make because the sponsor is probably a bigger company than the CRO was. Um, so I don't know if it's, yep. it's, a, it's a, you know, an, apples to apples comparison, but do you like that set up differently? Cause I know a lot of CRAs get frustrated if there's a bunch of CRAs that kind of like back them up on a study because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it can create some confusion for the site. Like who do you reach out to, especially if a CRA is on the road um, right. a lot, then, you know, they might not be contacted often. Um, yep. So, um, I am the only CRA contact for the sites. They do not, I don't think the sites even have the contact information for the in-house CRAs. Okay. Um, so really any site issues have to be relayed to me. Um, the other contact is the project manager. So if for whatever reason I'm on vacation, they don't go to another CRA. They'll go to the project manager um, and ask a question. Yep. Okay. So that way, um, you know, with three CRAs um, or four, C whatever amount of CRAs like backing each other up, you're right. It can cause a lot of con confusion. And quite frankly, I think that sites get very frustrated when there's, you know, a list of CRAs that they can potentially reach out to when they have an issue and they don't know who the best one to reach out to is. Um, so at the sponsor I work for tries to make it very transparent. Um, that you know, there's one lead CRA, and they're the ones that's supposed to um, help you with any issues that you have. Okay, all right, very good. 